Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on the MTS, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, Enforcement Action. In this podcast series, we're going to take a deep dive into the MTS uh, enforcement action, the people involved in it, and the individual prosecutions. But first, are you a lifelong learner like I am? Well, I am a huge aficionado of the Great Courses series. In history alone, there are over 224 courses, ranging from the history of the CIA to ancient Rome, ancient Greece, and everything in between. If you like learning and you like an audio or video format, The Great Courses is for you. You can listen at the gym, on your commute, or you can put it on your desktop and watch the video or watch the video at the gym on your uh, smartphone or other device. It's a great way to learn. It's a fun way to learn. They provide a PDF uh, detailed book with each course so you can take a deep dive into it. I really can't say enough good things about the Great Courses and the Great Courses series. I hope you'll check them out. You can find them at thegreatcourses.com. The Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission recently announced a stunning resolution to one of the longest-running bribery, corruption, and money-laundering sagas on the international stage, that involving the ruling family in Uzbekistan and mobile telecom companies. The MTS settlement was the third of three FCPA settlements that paid Gulnara Karamova over $1 billion in bribes. The MTS settlement alone was for $850 million, which makes it number three on the all-time list. This podcast series will be an examination of the background facts of the case, a detailed review of the bribery schemes involved, the compliance failures of MTS and its actions during the investigation, which contributed to the size of the penalty, the individual prosecutions brought as a part of this action, and the key lessons learned for the compliance practitioner. In this episode one, I take a look at the background facts, the parties, the players, and the fine and the penalty. Episode four, the individual indictments. Of course, there were two individual indictments in addition to the MTS FCPA settlement. They look at, uh, or rather today, I look at the individual indictments which charged Gulnara Kara. Abova, daughter of the former president of Uzbekistan, with one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering, and Bekazad Amavadov, a former MTS executive based in Uzbekistan with FCPA violations of one count of conspiracy to violate the FCPA, two counts of violating the FCPA, and one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering. This, uh, These indictments uh, discuss the three companies that uh, Karamova extorted money from that we've talked about previously. This, of course, includes Vimplecom, which is now Vion, and the Telia companies from Sweden. Vimplecom is a Dutch company. The uh, schemes used by Karamova were similar to, in the MTS case, were similar to those involving Vimplecom and Telia company. The only thing that changed was the name of the company she was checking down to uh, get her money from and her march towards net proceeds of over $1 billion in ill-gotten gains. In the Vimplecom matter, Karamova held an interest in an Uzbeki company called Butzel. 
Vipilcom purchased Bootsel and another Uzbeki company called Unitel to enter to the Uzbekistan telecom market. After payments of some $260 million for these two companies, Karamova received a 7% interest in the new company, which sold the shares back to Vimplecom for yet another $60 million. In addition to these initial amounts, Vimplecom paid out over another $100 million in bribes to Karamova for 3 and 4G licenses for bogus claims of consulting through and through resellers and currency exchange mechanisms. In Telia, uh, that company paid over $331 million to Karamova in just over three years. It began with a purchase of a U.S. company, which held licenses to do te- telecom business in Uzbekistan, the purchase was of an entity called Coscom, and Tilia paid $30 million to Karamova, and she retained a 26% interest in Comcon. Karamova kept an exclusive put option to sell this back to Tilia, which she later exercised to the tune of $220 million. As with Fimplecom, the remaining monies were paid for 3G licenses, sham consulting contracts, and just plain old unattached bribe payments, which Karamova extorted out of Tilia by threatening to pull their licenses. Uh, We talked about MTS extensively in the first three podcasts, so I won't go over those again, but I'll present another matter which raised its head in MTS and was not clear from the SEC um, action uh, exactly the nature of this scheme, but um, the company got in trouble from books and records, but it was more fully fleshed out in the Vimplecom matter. And the order called this, the SEC order called this a currency conversion transaction, uh, and I would call it scheme, um, where it was, uh, like I said, characterized as a books and records violation. The scheme went like this. The local Uzbeki telecom entity subsidiary would enter into an equipment purchase contract denominated in U.S. dollars. Due to restrictions on the conversion of Uzbeki SOMs into U.S. dollars, the local Uzbeki telecom entity could not convert enough currency to pay its equipment vendors. In order to make payments under the contracts, the local Uzbeki telecom entity would enter into a debt reassignment agreement and equipment purchase agreement with certain third parties who agreed to pay the required amounts of U.S. dollars um, to the local company's vendors. These companies were all either controlled by or the payments were made to directly Karamova. Akhmedovov was the facilitator through all of these bribery schemes as he acted as the representative of Karamova, and at least with regard to MTS, he acted as an executive of the Uzbeki subsidiary of uh, MTS doing business in the country. There was nothing to indicate Akhmedovov held any government position, so he was charged with both money laundering and FCPA violation. Rather amazingly and conveniently indeed, I would say for U.S. jurisdictional questions, uh, he routed bribe payments to the U.S. banking system. So why are these uh, indictments so significant? Uh, well, Garanov Karamova stands accused of exploiting her official position to solicit and accept more than $865 million in bribes paid uh, partly through the U.S. banking system, but certainly uh, took the money out of the hands of uh, the citizens of Uzbekistan. The U.S. government in the form of the Department of Justice has brought civil forfeiture actions under the Kleptocracy Asset Recovery Initiative for over $800 million, $850 million of Karamova's ill-gotten gains. But more than bringing Karamova and Akhmedov to justice, it once again demonstrates the U.S. leadership in the fight against international bribery and corruption. 
corruption. Swedish courts could not or would not convict Tilia executives who paid bribes to Karamova, facilitated payments to her, and overrode internal controls to make these payments. The reason why? They said that Karamova wasn't a government official. Well, that answer is uh, taken care of under the FCPA as a family member certainly is a uh, person under the FCPA. Do you really think the Russian government would prosecute a company for engaging in bribery and corruption? No, unfortunately, it's only the U.S. government in the form of the Department of Justice, which both has the will and cachet to bring such large individual prosecutions on the international stage. I hope you'll join me tomorrow in Episode 5, where I wrap up this five-part podcast series with lessons learned for the compliance practitioner. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I hope you will join me for this special five-part exploration of the MTS FCPA settlement. If you'd like more detail on the uh, settlement, I did a five-part blog post last week, which is also up and available for your consideration. Also, I linked to all of the resolution documents, so you can really take a deep dive into this. It's a fascinating case. I hope you will join me for the entire series. I know you will learn a lot from it. This is Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This special five-part podcast series, the MTS Foreign Corrupt Practices Enforcement Action, is a presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.